Welcome to the Making Footprints, Not Blueprints podcast. My name is Andrew James Brown and I'm the minister of the Unitarian Church in Cambridge, UK. Knowing that full scope always eludes our grasp, that there is no finality of vision, that we have perceived nothing completely and that, therefore, tomorrow a new walk is a new walk, I hope that, on occasions, you'll find here a helpful liberal, religious and philosophical reflection that encourages you to journey through life, making footprints rather than blueprints. Welcome. The sustaining sea and the need to take even strokes in these very uneven times. A short thought for the day offered to the Cambridge Unitarian Church as part of the Sunday service of Mindful Meditation. Today's short thought for the day aims, like last week, to offer a practical way by which we may navigate the increasingly discombobulating and uneven nature of the world in 2024, both at home and abroad. I'm going to try to do this by answering the question of why come to a service of mindful meditation, music and conversation on a Sunday morning, or engage with the Thursday Kiyotsu Kyokai meetings both of which, in slightly different ways, centre upon a time of meditation and a time of thoughtful conversation. And my answer to this question is that they teach us to swim. Let me try to explain what I mean with the help of an insight found in Henry Bugby's extraordinary and unique book called The Inward Morning, a philosophical exploration in journal form that was published in 1958. In it, Bugby suggests that the help available to all sentient beings is something akin to the sea that carries us all alike, a sea of which trough or crest are but undulations. And I hope that regular attenders of the morning service of mindful meditation, music and conversation will immediately realise that this is the same sustaining sea to which I allude at a key moment in our morning mindful meditation. So how does Bugby, the philosopher, teacher, writer, angler, rower and erstwhile captain of a minesweeper during the brutal Pacific War, how does he envisage this sustaining sea that carries us all alike? Well, let me unfold for you something of his train of thought. Firstly, Bugby notes that we humans are great insisters. We are creatures who feel that the only way to get things done and properly to be getting on with life is always to be insisting that we see to it. Now, obviously, there are many things we must genuinely be seeing to in our daily lives. But the general extremely choppy An increasingly stormy background to our daily lives means that our seeing to this or that all too often quickly turns into anxiety and effort as we try to take charge of things. As Bugby says, this anxious and exhausting way of seeing to it, of creating the feeling that we are assuredly in charge, although it is sometimes learned and even profitable, It is not graceful, and it is precisely this graceless, and I would add exhausting, 
this graceless way of proceeding which serves to hide something very important from our view. The image Bugby chooses to explore this state of affairs is that of a swimmer who is flailing the water to keep from going down. As he notes, the flailing swimmer, in their desperate attempt not to go down like lead, mistakes any kind of relaxation for inaction and they find themselves thinking that if they are not going to drown, they really must see to the business of swimming. The result of this way of going on is, inevitably, a frantic and exhausting flailing of the water. However, sometimes, whilst we're flailing away, we have all experienced times when waves overtake us from behind, lifting us up and along. And from these moments, Bugby says, we may take courage and be thankful. But our newfound courage and thankfulness can all too easily and quickly morph into the delusional thought that somehow, in the exhilaration of swift swimming, we can now claim as our own the power of the wave. This is what Bugby calls demonic swimming a state in which we suffer the illusion that we have not fallen into flailing, but have instead become the masters of our element and are now fully in control. Naturally, however, after the crest of the wave comes the trough, and so there inevitably also comes those moments when we begin to drop, and this movement throws us into depression and despair and leads us to think that there's nothing that can be done except either to go down like lead or to start our frantic flailing once again. This foregrounding of the crest and the trough, the elation and the despair and the associated feeling that we are either in control and powerful or not in control and utterly powerless is inevitably unsustainably exhausting and cuts against any possibility of experiencing any steadiness and steadfastness in our going on. Given this, Bugby is concerned to point out that any genuine sense of steadiness and steadfastness is only available to those who can see beyond the immediate passing crests and troughs of the waves to the constancy of our being sustained by the sea itself. And it is this sense of the sustaining sea that he thinks guards us against the illusions of elation and depression. When we are able to recognise this and are able to identify that demonic swimming or simply giving up and going down like lead are illusions, then suddenly there can emerge for us the possibility of taking the even stroke informed by the sea that carries us all alike a sea of which trough or crest are but undulations. At this point, Bugby comfortingly observes that now and then we swim a few even strokes and know where we are. Now, my experience in talking to people who seek me out in my role as a minister strongly suggests that Bugby's right in saying that Many, many people have been wholly seduced by the claim made by our dominant neoliberal culture 
that the undulations in our lives, i.e. the crests and troughs, the ups and downs, the joys and sorrows, should only be taken at face value, and that when we are up, our position is good, and when we are down, our position is bad. But Bugby's work strongly encourages us to resist this exhausting and destructive worldview by helping us to become swimmers who have learnt to take even strokes and who can now see clearly that our position is not necessarily good when we are up and not necessarily bad when we are down. Now, my strong claim today is that together, conversation and meditation whether of the mindful kind we practice on a Sunday morning or Seiza, the quiet sitting kind we practice on a Thursday, that together they are truly life-saving and life-enhancing disciplines that have been proven to help us relax and take a few even strokes and so avoid engaging in either demonic swimming or in going down like lead. They are vital practices that continually help us more properly and realistically to evaluate our life beyond the measures provided by any face-value understandings of passing undulations, and so come to know our true position in the world, as creatures, as Bugby said, bound up with a sense of communion with all the creatures swimming or floundering in it, as may be. So, friends please continue to practice the disciplines of meditation and good conversation, for they are the even strokes that will help us all come to know and truly to trust in the reality of the sustaining sea. And that brings us to the end of this edition of the Making Footprints, Not Blueprints podcast. So, farewell for now, and remember... Tomorrow, a new walk is a new walk. See you on the path.